When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. This is your host, Rachel Jamison. Today, I am here with Sonia Boone of Dave and Sonia in Michigan. Welcome to the show, Sonia. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having us. I have we. I had you last year on too, so I will put a link in the show notes of our first interview of you and your husband together. Right. Because you guys have your own stuff that you're doing on social media and a blog and all that stuff. And why don't you share a little bit about what you do before we get into the topic of freeze drying? Sure. So we initially started all of our stuff because we uh, we built a 7x14 cargo trailer that we converted into a an off-grid tiny house. And we do a bunch of traveling with that. And we teach emergency preparedness type skills, homesteading, kind of anything related to being more self-sufficient. And so we have on our, our, our homestead, we are on just over five acres. We raise ducks, chickens, quails, turkeys, and we just added uh coon pigs. So we've got our hands full on what we're doing. So we kind of share, you know, anything and everything related to homesteading and being more self-sufficient. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and, and you have your grandkids there a lot. We have, we do have, we do have them a little bit of, you know, a little bit of time to help with them and they get to help around here. So it's, it's really exciting. Yeah. And you're also like a phenomenal baker. I've seen a lot of your cakes and stuff that you do. So you're pretty well versed in the kitchen. Yep. About 32 years of professional baking. So. Yeah. So then how many years ago did you decide that you were going to jump on this whole freeze dry thing? Well, I initially saw them probably, oh gosh, 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. And I thought it was really cool, but super pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Like super pricey. And I always, you know, like you try astronaut food and I was like, oh, it's okay, you know. And then um, my daughter ended up, she's celiac, and they were doing these hiking trips. And like okay. mountain house and stuff, imagine 15, 20 years ago, it was hard to find that kind of stuff. So I started searching out, like, how can I feed my kid? You know, when they're in the mountains for a week or 10 days, they can't be sick. And you can only right. do so many macro or uh, tuna fish and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and so I really started just researching it and um, was on a, I think back then it was the groups on um, email where you could learn about oh, the Yahoo things. groups. Yahoo groups. Yeah. I was just yeah. telling somebody I missed those today. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just learning, learning, learning. And um, David had gotten a bonus and he, a really nice bonus. And he'd come home and he's like, Hey, I got this really nice bonus. He goes, do you want that freeze dryer now? And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I hadn't really looked at the prices. They really hadn't gone down that much. Right. And I was like, that's a car. Like if our car 
dies or crashes or whatever, that's a car. And I kind of was like a car or a freeze dryer. Well, of course, the car is priority. So I, again, we waited on it, waited on it. And um, by then, Facebook groups were starting to take off. And I, you know, researching it some more, learning some things. And I saw this lady on there and she said, oh, yeah, um, my husband doesn't like the noise of them and it heats up our house. So I don't use it very much. And so I'm like, oh, any chance you'd want to sell this thing? She said, yeah. And I'm like, no way. And so anyways, I'm like, well, where are you at? And she was, I think she was down in Indiana or Illinois, somewhere anyways, it was nine hours away. And so we talked about a price and I'm like, wow, it's still expensive, but the price had come down significantly. She says, <laughs> the only thing is, is she goes, I've got to be out of town this weekend and I might change my mind. So if you want it, get on it, you know, anyways. So anyways, we ended up driving nine hours Drove through the night. Um, I had to cut a wedding cake. I've not forgotten, but I thought I just had to deliver it. So I'm rechecking over my information. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to stay to cut this cake. So we ended up leaving after I cut the cake, drove all night to go pick up this machine. And um, the lady, she was one of those ones that you go big or go home. So she had like all the extra pans, all the bags. Oh, wow. and the Yeah. And um she gave, I mean, basically gave it to us. I mean, we we stole it. We we did pay for it, but it's still it's pricey, right? Yeah. And so, um, I had done quite a bit of research, you know, like the basics, like how do you do this, how do you do that. But it's still a learning curve. Like you can't just throw stuff in there and be like, oh, it's done. You know, you have to make sure you know, you know, everything's dry, rotating your trays, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's been, I think, about five years now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of how we got our machine. Um, and and you still have the same one. Same machine. Yep. And on my machine, which I use the Harvest Right, that one has been around, I mean, years, 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 years. They've been around. Okay. Uh, so that, that, that gets me to um, like why you chose that brand. I know you found it used. Yeah. I well, know that you like it enough at this point that you actually um are like an affiliate for that. We are an affiliate, yeah. So and you're very happy with that brand. I am. And, but I again I don't there are a couple other brands that are newer to the market. Um when I was researching it, that Harvest Right was the only one that was available. I think there was like like super big commercial ones. I okay. could never touch that. Right. So Everything that I was reading on was the Harvest Right. And if you dig deep enough, you're going to see people bash it. They're going to have issues. They're going to have whatever. But anything, a car, a car can have problems. Right, yeah. So I can only go by my experience. And again, I bought my machine used. There is a little counter on it. So you can tell like how many hours it's been run. But oh, my husband- okay, that's good to know. Yeah, so, but my husband's mechanical. So I figured if there's anything weird on the machine, he can fix it. Um, and so, but we didn't have any problems. We ran it, ran it, ran it. And I think ours came with the, the standard pump that came with it. And I think I ran it for a year or two after that. And it just got where, I don't remember exactly what happened with it, but I was having to change the oil more often. And okay. so David, David looked into doing something. So he, he ended up, we ended up buying a, the upgraded pump, I think, motor okay. pump, it was a pump. Um, 
just so I don't we don't have to change the oil as often because before you were doing it like every load or every other load. Okay. Well, and um, so do you wanna? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I was wondering before we started talking about the pump and the oil. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to talk about what the difference between freeze drying, canning, and dehydrating is. Because I know a lot of people, I see that question asked a lot and people yeah. ask a lot, like, what, what is the difference? Why would I want a freeze dryer as opposed to a dehydrator, especially a dehydrator? Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then you can talk about the sauces okay. and the oil and stuff. So I use, I still use, and I do all three methods. So it okay. really depends on what I'm doing. I used to be anything and everything I could can. Um, and there's still things that are my favorite. Like I like um, canning chicken versus, and I, I mean, I've got some canned chicken here. I don't know if you can see this too good, but this was just like the rotisserie chicken. It's shredded and then freeze dried. Oh, but okay. The, the texture, it's just a different texture. So a lot of it is our personal preference. Um, okay. The one thing with canning is because of the heat, the higher heat temperature, nutritionally, you're going to burn up more canning um, than you would like if you're free, if you're going to dehydrate or you're going to freeze. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, like for my bone broths and stuff, I still can a lot of it because it's quick. I can just dump, you know, dump it right into whatever I'm going to eat or heat it up. Um, with dehydrating, there's things like I couldn't, if I were to throw apples into a canning jar, the texture of those are going to be different than if I dehydrate them. So like when you dehydrate, um, you're familiar with like apples. If you dehydrate apples, they're kind yeah. of, okay. So then if I were to freeze dry them, they're going to be um, like, these are freeze dried apples. Can you see these? Yes, I can. They're beautiful. They look beautiful. Yeah. And so the texture of these are going to be different than the texture of like a dehydrated apple. So like, I don't know if you can see this and hear it. I didn't did you hear, hear it. You did or did not? I did not. That's interesting that I couldn't hear that. Did you hear the cr the cracking? Hopefully people can hear that. I can yeah, hear it lightly. Yeah. So it's very similar to like a Cheeto, like when you crunch a Cheeto. Yeah. So it's just a different texture. Nutritionally, I'd have to do my home, you know, pull out my notes for my homework. Um, I believe with freeze drying, it's like 96, 97% nutritional value is kept in your food. Oh, nice. And I know that dehydrating is very similar as long as you keep your temperature lower. Right. Um, but, but like, so the difference between like, if I were to throw a grape in here, grapes in here to make juice, you know, that texture that comes out. If I throw grapes into my dehydrator, I'm going to get raisins. Yes. If I throw grapes into my freeze dryer, I'm going to get grapes that have this crunch. So they don't turn into raisins. So it's kind mm -hmm. of, um, the other thing is, is if I were to throw, um, I don't have any canned meat here, but if I were to throw, let's say a piece of steak into a canning jar, I'm going to get that nice soft texture. Right. If I throw um, jerky into my dehydrator, I'm going to get that nice pliable right? Yeah. If I freeze dry it, I'm going to get dry, crunchy. I'm not okay. going to get jerky. 
Okay. So again, it's just depending on what I'm going to do. I can't make fruit roll-ups in my freeze dryer. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because if you saw how that apple crunched, yeah, you're going to get a powder coming out of the freeze dryer. But you so probably make just, some great fruit powders for oh, like smoothies amazing. or something. Amazing. Yeah. So it really, it's kind of like the tools in your toolbox. It just depends on like, what do you want to use it for? I have like, I'll have my canner going. I've got my dehydrator. I've got the, so it just depends. Um, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. So it just, and then also I was going to, I don't know if you can see this or not, but these are dehydrated. Can you see the peas, how they have like yes. the, the khaki color? Can you see the difference in that color? Mm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So then I put them together. Oh, okay. Interesting. That now, is a really different color. The dehydrated ones would take longer to, to use up. So like if you needed to use these up, there's a lot more planning with these because they'd have to be soaked or it takes longer to prepare your meal. You can, okay. If you were to open these up and put it in your mouth, it's um, it's like eating a dry bean, like a uh, dry bean you store in your cupboard. These you can actually eat as is. So you can pop them in your mouth and eat them. And so for like children, they can eat these green beans and they're getting basically raw food. That's cool. Yeah. So it's just, it really just depends. And then corn, similar, if you can see the. Yeah, I've never done, I do a lot of dehydrating and I've never dehydrated um, peas, but the corn, yeah, there's definitely a difference in color and the appearance of texture too. And when it comes back. I think a lot of people have now, it used to be very few people had had freeze-dried food, but it has kind of become common. I mean, even the dollar store yes. has like these little bags I've bought them myself fruit. of like fruit, yep. apples. Yep. Yeah. And you just, that, that texture, it's amazing. It, they taste so good. Yep. So the other thing besides um, the flavor and the texture difference would be storability right? The amount of time that all of these are stored. Yeah. So um, talk about that. I, I haven't done like any studies per se on these. I, I, I don't even know. I don't have a date on these when I did these. Um, and these I primarily use just as examples, the ones that are dehydrated. Um, from my understanding, the freeze-dried stuff can last up to 25 years. Okay. I don't keep things that long. I mean, I've only been right. doing this for about five. So um, but like freeze dried, if I were to do freeze dried steak, I can throw that in my cupboard and it could last forever. If I do jerky, I have to keep that in my refrigerator. Okay. Fruit roll ups. Yeah. Fruit roll ups. I have to yep. keep in the refrigerator. They just don't, I mean, you can add yeah. some like mold inhibitors. I just, that's just more crap in there that I don't want to add. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If I, and goods are what, like a year to 18 months or something like that. If you canned meat. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it just depends on what, you know, what your goals are, what you're doing. Um, okay. And then, yeah. and then how, how do you store yours? I see that you had in the, you were showing me glass jars for those that are listening. You were showing me that you had probably vacuum sealed yours in glass jars. Yeah. And then we also do. I don't know if you can see these Mylar bags. Okay. So you also do the Mylar bags. Yeah. Well, we, we don't do them a ton because I hate the waste of it, but um, like this one is gluten-free macaroni and cheese again. Yeah. So that when Paige travels, 
Yeah. Um, you know, something like this is small. She can tuck this into her suitcase um, or if she's hiking, whatever she's doing. So we do try to, um, you know, like we'll think ahead. Do you have anything coming up in the next three months? If we're going to make a batch of macaroni and cheese up, it's one full load. So it's 10 pounds. And then I just, I will put up, you know, like this, we'll do some in jars just so that we can make a family meal. Um, it just depends. Uh, most, of, most of the stuff I do, I do in jars because I can recycle, you know, I can just keep reusing them. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's primarily what we do is the jars, but I do use the Mylar bags too. So, okay. Um, so since you're talking about like macaroni and cheese and peas and corn, is there anything that can't be freeze dried? Jerky. Freeze jerky. Well, jerky doesn't turn into jerky. Yeah. It turns into powder. Um, some things that are like high sugar will, I call it, have a little party in there. The, I'm not sure exactly what happens, but it, it really explodes. There's, um, I just did a load of bananas that were, they would be good for like baking banana bread. Okay. And I kind of rushed the process and didn't freeze them fully first. Cause that helps cut down on your explosions in there. Um, once it hits the vacuum in there, it starts to pull the vacuum. They get real foamy in there. So, okay. yeah. And like Jill did, um, what did she do? Some kind of a bone broth or something that was really gelatinous. And my first instinct was, that's going to make a mess in there. And I think it did, or it didn't, something okay. didn't turn okay. out right. So a lot of times if you dilute it down, it, it doesn't... Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I don't know if it's just because it is diluted that it doesn't have the party in there. So like I've tried to do, uh, we had a, a wedding that we we went to and I made um, jello shots and we had some jello shots left over. And so I thought, well, I'll freeze dry those because those will be cool little cubes, you know, that you could just pop in your mouth. And I mean, I think it had vodka in it, which they freeze dried. Interesting. Interesting. They, I did not even think about that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just like weird stuff like that. What can't I do? Okay. So you've done liquids and broth and stuff before. Oh yeah. And the, okay. the bone broth is amazing, but I do find that the one bone broth must've been had a lot of collagen in it or something because it was, when it got cold, it was like jello, like gel, solid jello chunks versus where some bone broths are looser. I don't know. Does that make sense? Not yeah, I mean, yeah, if you've made bone broth, you, I mean, even when you're making it normally, it has different consistencies. Yeah. Just depending. Yeah. Yeah. So what a lot of times, if I'm not sure on what something's going to do, I'll, we call it triads. So I just have little silicone molds that hold like half a cup of product in it. So I'll pre-freeze it. And then I just turn them out into little pucks. And when I've got enough of those pucks to do one tray, I just freeze dry them and I try it and I see what is it going to do. Well, let's, let's talk about that. Um, we'll get into the maintenance. I definitely want to get into that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So what is the process for freeze drying? It's like you have, how many trays does yours have and like how, how big are the trays? And then what is your process for say, what's something that somebody does a lot? a freeze drying of. I don't know what people do like to do for freeze drying. I've seen lots of candy. <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's peanut butter cups In breaking news. 
Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, we do a lot of fruit. Um, okay. Bananas, apples, strawberries. I'm trying to think we did a bunch of blackberries. Really anything that I can grow or get on sale, then I'll freeze dry it. Um, my medium, it's an older model, but it has four trays in there. You can hold two and a half pounds of food per tray. Okay. So it's either two and a half pounds or to the top of the tray, but the top of the tray is only about an inch tall. Okay. So of course you wouldn't be able to put two pounds of spinach in there, right? Because the volume. Right. Yes. So either it's either two and a half pounds or to the top of that tray. Okay. Um, yeah. So then you, you would just, you, some things you can pre-freeze like tomatoes. I can pre-freeze those and I can do those in the winter time. So okay. typically anything, like if you're going to prepare it for your freezer, that's how you would prepare it for your freeze dryer. So you so, blanch it. You yes, like green okay. beans, I would blanch. Um, asparagus, I would blanch. Anything you're going to blanch to throw in the freezer, that's the way that I treat it for the freeze dryer. Okay. Except for like fresh peppers, fresh peppers you can do, onions you can do. Okay. Um, so do you pre-freeze meat, or do you just you can put meat in there raw? You can put it in there raw too. So it okay. just like David's got our machine kind of MacGyvered, where if I don't. And I don't know that all the machines do it. And I don't suggest anybody monkey with the machines unless you know what you're doing. So he's got a switch on ours that if I put stuff in there that's not pre-frozen, let's see, I don't draw the vacuum first. I let it. Yeah, because if you draw the yeah. Anyways, he just I've got a he's got a system on there that if it's already pre-frozen, I just put them in there, hit the switch to run. If it's not pre-frozen, I turn the vacuum off, let the machine do the work, freezing it. And then it automatically cycles by itself. Okay. Now, but if you didn't new, have it MacGyvered, does it do that? <coughs> the new machine, the new machines now have five trays. I okay. think they have the mediums now. Um, but I think it's five trays and I think it's like 12 pounds of food. So the new machines, I tell people, I haven't seen the manual yet for the new one. I actually, Jill sent me the manual. I should look through hers. Um, just to kind of see, you know, what does it look like, the newer one? Um, and basically, it's the same thing. It's really a push. You just hit start, and you just let the machine work. A lot of people okay. will get the machine, and they try to jimmy it, or um, they want to make shortcuts on it. And I tell people, you know, people that design these machines, they designed them. They know what they're doing. Don't get in there and try to monkey with it, because then that's where we get the user errors. You know, people think okay. the other the other thing that people want to do is the inside of the machine has a chamber that the ice will collect from the water being um, you know taken out of there, and they want to um, they want to rush the process. So they'll try to they'll try they call it piggybacking the loads. So instead of letting the machine um, thaw out, they'll try to throw another load right in there. So it just causes a big mess, and you know all that extra ice you don't need it. So we just tell people make sure you know. Read your manual, follow the manual. Okay. So, and I, from my understanding, the new models for those that want to do candy, um, they've got a different button you can push on there and it only takes like a couple hours to freeze dry versus, uh, 
a couple days. Yeah. So oh, that's something I didn't think to ask. So how yeah. long you're talking, depending on what the material is, and I'm assuming depending on yeah. how wet and dense the material is, it takes Correct. longer. So candy doesn't yeah. take as long, say, as if a steak. No, no. It's roughly about 36 to 40-ish hours. Okay. Um, I did pineapple, fresh pineapple one time, and I was like, I ain't never doing this again. It was like four days. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's pretty uh, moisture dense. I mean, I've got a, a little meter that I can kind of go over it and stuff, and it's still, I'm not sure. And then if you, you know, and then little things too, like um, things with seeds in it, strawberries, um, okay. lemons, oranges, anything like that. You get just add a little bit more time to make sure everything's completely dry. Okay. Now you just mentioned something about a meter. Is that something some, is there like a moisture meter or something um, has to make well, sure things are dry? Well, we're, we're kind of just playing with it. It's, it's like one of those wood meters. So you can kind of see where you're at. The other thing that you can do, I don't know exactly what it's called. And I don't know if it's a hundred percent accurate, but I have something to gauge by. The other thing that you can do too, is you can pull your trays out. You listen like for that snap. Okay. But the other thing too, that you can do is you can pull your trays out and you weigh it. That's what I was going to ask you if you weigh it before yeah. and after. So you, you can tell. Okay. I wait until I'm at the very end where I think, you know, everything's snapping good. Nothing's cold. Um, you, so you wait, you can weigh it and then you throw it back into the machine for about an hour. You pull it back out. And if that numbers aren't, those numbers aren't changing. And when I do it like that, I go into grams because it's more precise. Yes. And as long as I'm not getting any change from there, I'm dry. I know I'm dry. Okay. Okay. So yeah. It's just you, when you vacuum sealies, do you put a moisture packet in there with it? Oxygen absorber. Oxygen over. Okay. Yep. For whether I'm doing um, jars or the Mylar bags. I don't have a chamber vac, so I'm not vacuum sealing the Mylar okay. bags. And I don't 100% know if you absolutely need to do it because they're not telling you to do that when you buy when you use the Mylar bags. Right, right, right. Okay. So I don't know 100% if it has to be done when you do the jars. My thinking is it's a guess. That's one of those things that can deteriorate your food. I have the tool. So to me, it takes me a couple seconds to pop that oxygen out of, you know, pop that thing on the jar. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that I've got the tools. I'm going to use it. Yeah, those so, are super handy to have anyway. To to yeah, a jar sealer. They're yeah, and so that's just. I mean, that's what I do, and I uh, I've never had any problems when I've done the miler. You know, with okay. my food. And again, it's only. And I, don't, I don't know if I got anything that's five years old. I, I don't think I have anything that's five years old. Um, but I haven't had any problems with the mylar. So. Okay. You probably have to just try it and see what works best for you. So do you, um, do you guys eat this regularly then? I'm going to assume you do. I don't like, not necessarily like me, like I don't do a meal every night with it, but I use a lot of my herbs. Um, okay. yeah. Like last night, um, last night I had fried rice and I didn't have any fresh frozen corn or whatever it was like, yeah, fresh frozen corn and peas. So I just went to my drawer, grabbed out my jar of corn, threw that in my jar. So it's just more like that. And then we do try to practice um, using it, you know, because we're camping or, you know, David took uh, some of the freeze dried meals to Mexico with him. Well, if you don't know what you have to do to make this, 
and you're in a hurry to go to your meeting or he's got to go do whatever he's got to do. If we're not practicing how to use this stuff, you know, it's kind of one of those things. Yeah. So Um, how do you use it? Tell me that. You mean like this meal? Yeah. Like, so there's different things. Obviously, if you're going to eat fruit, you can just eat it fresh, but you're holding up macaroni and cheese. So how would you, you've stored it in a mylar. Yeah. Say you go camping. How would you re, how would you make it so you could eat it? And it's not just dried and crunchy. Yeah. So typically on, on this one, I didn't write on it, but typically what I do, and I've got a video on how to reconstitute the stuff. Okay. So I would, I have little trays that I fit onto my, uh, my freeze dryer trays and they're always done in eight ounces and one pound servings. That's just my thing. If you only eat four ounces at a serving, you would figure out what you want to do. So you would weigh, weigh the tray and let's say there's, let's do it for easy numbers. One pound, one pound, you freeze dry it. When you bring it back out, you weigh how much that tray weighs again. So if it weighs, just for easy numbers, if it weighs half a pound, you would know that you need to bring, you need to add back half a pound of water. Okay. So all it is is subtracting the difference. So if you start with one pound of macaroni and cheese and you end up with a half a pound of freeze-dried macaroni and cheese, you're adding back eight ounces of water to make it a pound again. There you go. Yep. Okay. That's pretty simple. Yeah, that's real simple. And it's just... Hot water and you let it sit. How long does it take for, say, macaroni and cheese? Would it be, I'm assuming it would be hot water, boiling water? Uh, hot water. Um, it just depends. Um, some things take longer to bring back. Meats take a little bit longer sometimes to come back. I just did something the other day and I thought, wow, that should have came back quicker and it didn't. Oh, peas. But I used fresh frozen peas. So okay. when you put them in there, that's the way they come out. So if you were to take peas out of your freezer, let them thaw on your counter. I like them good raw and salads like that, but they're not going to be like if you were to cook them and add butter to them. So when I put them into the rice, right, they were right. still, they weren't, they were steamed not, or blanched, not cooked already. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Got that. Yeah. 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 So that things like that. Um, but the macaroni and cheese, um, yeah, just be boiling water and then let it set for five, six minutes. Okay. And then you that just makes, chuck it. Yeah. That makes sense to me with the macaroni and cheese. Um, the meat, I'm wondering, like, how does that work with meat? So you do a steak. Is it a raw steak that you would do? It could be either dryer? way. It could be okay. either way. And so what we try to do when we're doing something like that is try to think, okay, if I'm going to use this for camping, do I want to mess with raw meat? Do I want to play around with it? Or do I want to do, let's say, um, top steak? If I grill a bunch of that, cut it into um, like strips, I can add a little bit of hot water to that, basically dump that in with some vegetables and I have a complete meal. So I just try to figure out what do I want to do with it. Um, A lot of the stuff, meats that I do, I try to do very lean meat because anything that's going to, that has a lot of fat on it can go rancid quick. I was, I was wondering that. Okay. Yeah. So like hamburger, I probably wouldn't freeze dry for longer term. I would do like chicken or turkey, something that's a little bit leaner. Okay. Or if I'm going to do a hamburger, I'm going to fry that up. I'm going to rinse it. Okay. And then freeze dry it. So a lot of it is, I hate to say it, keep saying that, but it just depends. No, um, it makes sense. I mean, the more you cook, the more you understand 
understand that it just depends. <laughs> it just depends. And like, I'll give a for instance of like, this is roast beef. So this is just like roast beef that you find at the deli. Oh, and, okay. So like deli meat. Oh okay. yeah. It does amazing. And, and you, you can, did you roll it into rolls then? I just did it. Yeah. It, but you can okay. do it flat. The thing is, is it gets, it's pretty fragile, like really dry. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I were to try to, how do I get that into that little hole? So yeah. I found, and again, it's just, when you start playing with these things, you learn kind of the tricks and the tips. But what's nice about this is it, it's, it's not something I would keep for a real long time, but I basically have to just spray a little bit of water in here, let it set. And this will come back like lunch meat. Or really? I can so just, you could just make a sandwich out of that and unroll yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so, or you can take that to camp and you can throw a little bit of gravy over it. You've got hot roast beef sandwiches. And so it really depends. Um, I do, I do quite a bit of the chicken like that. Cause that comes back good. Um, top have, you ever had things, and what? Sorry. have you ever had something you did that you didn't like? Oh yeah. I don't like tomato products. Okay. Interesting. But I, although I did hear somebody at the Indiana conference when we were there, yeah. um, Piece of the same thing. So I think it might just be certain palettes. To me, when I freeze dry tomato products, it tastes like tomato paste to me because it's oh, so concentrated. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't love, and I can't figure it out because I've done Mastacholi. I've done uh, Sloppy Joe's was one of them. When it came back, I could taste that strong tomato flavor. Interesting. Yeah. And then when you freeze dry a tomato slice, thinking, I was thinking, oh, it'd be cool to use it. Like I was thinking, cut it up like croutons to have that crouton. Instead of having a carb, you could have like the, you know, less carb. Right. Tomato cubes. And it's the texture is like a, ugh, I don't know. It just, it's not, I don't like it. <laughs> but the next person will have it and think it's the, the amazing thing. So I think it's just probably just something. Have you tried different breeds of tomato, like a less acidic and a more sweet? And it's still you don't like it. I've tried cherry tomatoes. I've tried. So I think it's just me. Okay. Because everybody else has loved it. Like I'll do sloppy joes because then you can just sloppy joes and taco meat. so easy. Freeze dry 10 pounds at one time. I pull out a jar, throw some hot water in there, let it set. Yeah. And I've got dinner. And nobody knows. Nobody knows what you're doing. Yeah. What and a, so, such a healthy fast food. <laughs> fast food, super fast. I mean, I want to sound kind of funny, but I've got a grandkid that loves chicken nuggets. Not, well, I'm sure McDonald's chicken nuggets, but I'll make them. Way healthier, yeah. Up, and then I freeze them for him. So I've got freeze-dried chicken nuggets that I can pull out if he needs a, you know, a quick meal. Um, and they come back amazing. You just let them soak. And when you, it's kind of funny. You got to learn the learning curve to it. The, the breading on it gets kind of slimy, like it gets wet. Oh, but then you throw, you throw it in the air fryer and they come back amazing. Okay. So, yeah, so what just would that depends. take, like, like 10 minutes? Um, No, they take a little bit longer. A lot of stuff too, like, what was I just did the other night? Oh, cheese. Um, I've got a video on reconstituting like shredded cheese. It... Again, I've done it because I've done it so much. You learn this does better if I do it the night before. Like if I want to have tacos tomorrow night or even tonight, I would have 
started the soaking process, reconstituting process in the morning. Some things okay. come back really quick and some things take a little bit longer. Okay, um, yeah, Is like it because of the oils maybe in the cheese, do you think? I don't know why, why it, it does, but okay. yeah, I mean, I can get, if I were to, to start the, if you get on YouTube, there's a video under the, the, the list, the playlist for freeze drying and it was reconstituting, um, I think it's cheddar cheese. For your, it, your videos, right? One of my videos. Yeah. yeah. And it comes back. I mean, it's, you would not know the difference at all. Okay. Have you tried but, anything like feta? Feta we've done. Yep. And okay. to me, if you were to eat it, like, you know, freeze dried, it's, it's pretty salty, but if you bring okay. it back, like you reconstitute it, it's not as bad. Yeah. So I don't know. Like we've, we've done goofy things. Like we've tried pickles, we've tried olives, um, it's just to see what it'll do. Interesting. I it, I have um, not been totally interested in getting a freeze dryer because the cost and then yeah. the upkeep on them. And so that's, I guess, what's kind of steered me away. But man, the more I talk to people that have them, and especially you, I love this idea, especially I love canning jars, but you've got the glass and the weight. And I think if I lived somewhere like California or out West where they had earthquakes and stuff, freeze dryer would make total sense because you could store stuff in mylar and not have to worry about it falling off shelves. And right. if you camped a lot, I, yeah. yeah, I can see totally why it would be used this way. Um, well, especially like with the amount of allergies that you have in your own family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and again, like for Paige, you know, with being celiac, um, not only yeah. that, um, I had my niece and nephew were for the weekend and my, uh, my grandson. So we're talking a five-year-old and two, two and a half year olds. And, you know, we get going from point A to point B and somebody needs a snack. And can, can you imagine what the inside of that vehicle would look like if I handed each child a banana? But if I right. give them, you know what I mean? And so true. Yeah. Freeze dried fruit is so much easier to clean up. Yeah. And the nice thing about like the bananas, for instance, is you can take those bananas, put them in a Ziploc bag, rolling pin them. And that now becomes baby food. So that's true too. Yeah. My 10 month old grandson, you know, we can feed both kids with the same product. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's versatile too. And, right. And so, and the nice thing is, is, and, but the thing is, is like with the strawberries, if I were to take and add water to these, they don't come back as like a strawberry. They would come back. It's a strawberry, but it's a, it'd be like a frozen strawberry. Like when you thaw a frozen strawberry. Yeah, definitely messier. <laughs> definitely messier. And so like these, I can just crush these up a little bit or break them up, throw them in muffins, into pancakes. Um, yeah, so really, it just depends on what you want to do with them. Okay, that makes sense. Excuse me. So we've talked about, you know, the the process, how you store them, how you're making your things. Um, mm -hmm. what, is the, what is the upkeep on one? Like, I, you talked about oil and you talked about a pump. Like, what is the upkeep? And did you have to install, like, a special power, um, a power cord plug? Yeah. in your wall for it because it probably takes a little bit higher than just your regular everyday plug but I'll get into that yeah not for the small harvest right and the medium 
you don't have, you have just a regular 20 amp breaker, 20 amp, okay. whatever standard plug that plugs right into a standard plug. Okay. So you if don't you need like with, an appliance type. One. No, if you okay. go with the large one, you do. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's got to, it's got to have a dedicated plug and it's got a separate, it's got a, the goofy plug on it. And then you got to have okay, a dedicated yep. breaker just for that one. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I can't remember what the what the large one uh, makes. I don't know if it's twelve or fifteen pounds. Okay, so you, many, have, do you know how many trays that one holds? Because you uh, said yours holds how many does yours hold? Mine, mine holds four. The new medium holds five. So okay. if you look at my the inside of mine, and I've got on the YouTube, there's all you can see all kinds of pictures. Um, they've just shortened up the tray slots so they can now get okay. one more in. That makes sense. So I think that's why they can get the extra two pounds or two and a half pounds in there. And um, how much I does a small hold? Uh, I think it's three trays. Three. Okay. So it's three, five, and then maybe what, seven or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember. I I, I, okay. I need to update now that they've updated the machines. I need to kind of yeah, get back on yeah. that. It used to be, um, there wasn't a significant, I mean, a, Five or $600 is significant, but on the lines of how much food it produces, how much energy it uses, you still have to run it 36 hours, 36 to 40 hours, whatever it is. So to me, I always tell people, it to me, it's worth it to save to get that next model, the next size up. Okay. Um, even for two people, if you got to run something for 36 or 40 hours, you might as well get the extra five pounds of food, Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I mean, if your budget only allows for you to get a small unit, then you figure out what you need to do. Um, but they do have black Friday trays. I don't know if you want to touch a little bit on pricing or, um, you want to know about that. I don't know if you wanted to. Yeah, sure. Um, And I know that's kind of changing. I feel like because it's becoming a little bit more popular, supply and demand has probably made the prices come down a little bit. Right? Yeah. The, the right, right now, um, harvest, right. Just ran a, a black Friday deal. I think it's like for the medium, it was around $2,700. Okay. And that includes the trays, um, the impulse sealer, which is the little unit that, um, will seal these bags up. Okay. You can buy those for like $30 separately, but they now include that with that. I think you get a starter pack of bags and some oxygen absorbers. You really don't need much more than that to get going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially if you have your own jars, you know, so that's the basic. And then I think harvest right at one point did offer some um, dented, you know, they knock a couple hundred dollars off. If you'll take a machine that's got a scratch or, you know, whatever on it. So I've had people go, Oh my gosh, that's so much money. But here's the thing, even if you say this is going to last five years, which they, I mean, mine's older than five years. So if you divide that, even if you say $3,000 by 60 months, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but that's pennies, pennies a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it just depends on what, you know, what different people's 
priorities are. Um, okay. If, you know, if you go out to eat two or three times a month. That pays you, for itself. Yeah. It, pays, it pays for itself. So it just, it really just depends. And I've had people say, oh, well, I, I could never afford that. And I've got a gal that is recently divorced with kids. Um, she's, she was getting a little bit of state assistance for some food for the kids. And we were able to help her save. It took her a few years to save. Right. But she was able to save and buy her own freeze dryer. Well, that is what, so I know everybody sees the freeze dried candy. I have seen so many people, basically yep. they're selling the freeze dried candy to pay for their freeze dryer. Yep. And they make good money on it. Yeah. And then once they get it paid for, they kind of don't do it anymore. And um, right. so I found that interesting. I've never had freeze dried candy because I'm not a big candy person, but I've heard it's really good. <laughs> I don't love it. Okay. It's funny I don't a lot of people do love it. I know they do. And there's a big market for it. And I, I don't get it, but that's okay. I, I don't, I don't yeah. care. That's okay. Um, Skittles are the thing. <laughs> I, but I, I do occasionally, like if I don't, I always have something that needs to go into the freeze dryer because I'll do like, if we have something left over, I'll put it into a try it, you know, container. Yeah. So I've always got something going, but if I do get something where, or like after the holidays, I'll find bags of candy on sale, Skittles or whatever. I'll do a load or two and I just put them up. Matter yeah, of fact, there's right, always that candy on sale right after Christmas right. or yeah. <laughs> and matter of fact, before we had our last, uh, we had a, a preparedness gathering and one of the guys there was like, Hey, I want to give my can my kids some Skittles for Christmas. Do you have any? And I was like, yeah, I have, I have some. He said, I have some MREs to trade. Would you be willing to trade for MREs? Well, almost all the MREs are loaded with flour of some kind yeah, of flour. Gluten. Yeah, yeah. I can't use them, but that was the deal that he offered up. And I'm not, if I can do a barter, I built that relationship, right? Yeah. And so I said, of course, I will barter you for those MREs because then I can take those MREs, trade them for something else that I need. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. So I do keep, you know, like, and I'll do the little ice cream sandwiches again. I'll use those as like a bartering tool. Or if we have company, you know, everybody's had astronaut ice cream sandwiches that you haven't seen them. I've seen them. I've never had them because I've been a celiac for 20 years. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. OK. Yeah. But so so we'll let people try those kind of things to kind of get them familiar. But really, when we have somebody that's never had it before, you know, strawberries, corn is another big one because people know that taste of fresh corn out of your garden. Oh, Yeah. Yummy. So they understand. Yeah. And then as soon as you add a little water to that and a little bit of butter and they can taste like it, you're eating a fresh, you know, corn, like dog. fresh corn. Yeah. Right. And you can't get that even when you dehydrate the stuff, it doesn't taste no, the same. It doesn't. No. And so definitely not. Right. I know. Go back a little bit. You said something about the um, maintenance of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The. There's the oilless, I don't remember which pump because he handles all that kind of an area, but he's got ours rigged up now where he runs it through another filter or something. So we only have okay. to change it. There's a little window that's on the pump. And when it starts to change colors, then I know we, I don't know, he does that part of it. But so you, uh, you do, so you change oil in it or you're supposed to, and that just probably yeah. depends on how many hours. Okay. How many loads is, yeah, I got to double, I have to read up on the new models. It's okay. hard. I probably shouldn't be saying too much about the older models because I know the newer models have a little bit different um, okay. processes that they use. So I would just, yeah, I, 
probably need to do a little bit more homework on that part before I can answer. I can give you a good answer. But for the most part, you know, there's oil that you do have to change. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, you know, when you get to that machine, I, again, I keep telling people, make sure you read the model or the manual because they, they will walk you through how to do it. So what kind of oil is it? Do you know, is it like, I don't know. You can get it oil or no, it's a, I I can't oil. It's a specific oil then. But you could go like to the ACO or not ACO, the, the auto, the auto store. And it's oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can get it. And I think you can get it through Harvest Right too, or I'm sure there's a new company out, I think called Cube or something like that. And we were asked, you know, how come we're not pursuing that kind of a thing? And I think for me, Harvest Right's been around for a long time. Harvest Harvest Right is working for me. You know what I mean? So I it's kind of one of those things. I would never diss another company or anything like that. Try it. If if it's in your budget, try it. Okay. You know. Um, so, so is but yeah, that I mean, the only maintenance then is, is that, or, um, yeah, is there so cleaning? Um, is there I seals between... you, is there seals you have to check any of that? Um, there is a seal on the door and I just, I just use, um, alcohol. I clean the okay. outside with the alcohol. And then I, I've got a garden hole, you know, like the insect sprayers that I keep oh, a little yeah. bit of oxide water in it. So um, I just, I kind of like holes off the inside in between. Okay. Um, if I'm doing like a breast milk, we don't do wheat in there anymore. So I don't have to worry about like total breakdown. But if I do, if I do anything like breast milk, that kind of stuff, it's a complete, I mean, it's everything gets torn apart, which is not bad because the, the inside unit pulls out and it's just like a little clip. You just unclip that. And I've got a commercial sink in the, my cake kitchen. So everything gets hosed down. Anything that can go, I've got a sanitizing dishwasher. Um, all my trays go into that. And so um, everything is dishwasher safe in there then? That's the, the, the unit trays. that pulls out is not. Okay. But the trays can be. And then, um, you know, I use alcohol on the inside. I just spray it down with alcohol to, okay. to the best way I can with that. And then, so you can also use the inside of it as your vacuum chamber. I don't. Only because, so when that unit pulls out, you've got like a, a circle, like a mm-hmm. paper. Like kind of like what your dryer looks like. Yes. Yeah. But okay. smaller. So you can fit a bunch of these jars in there. You hit a button. I've never done it because I've got the oh, vacuum that's, sealer. That's cool. So you can put all the jars in there and then it would just. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But to me, those vacuum sealer parts are like $30. And yeah. every time I hit start and un- and stop, start and stop, start and stop, that's just more wear and tear on that. Yeah. So it's I just choose. Piece of equipment, yeah. There you go. So I just choose to use my my vacuum sealer attachment. Okay. Um, I'll do that. Okay. Yeah. I'm and then to, I'm I'll trying to think that. if there's any other questions I have. Is there anything else that you have, like, for um, um, upkeep? Not up- upkeep, no. Um a big thing is, is with the hose, when you discharge the hose, if anybody gets one, make sure the hose doesn't, like you don't have a bucket full of water and leave that hose in there because when you release the valve, it sucks. So it could take water and pull it back into your machine. So that's just kind of like a, you know, some things that can, you know, kind of watch out for. Um the only other thing that is kind of would be something is like if you lose power okay. and your machine turns off, 
Um, there's no way to really go back in and say, well, at 20 hours, it turned off. So I can't just go. And that's again, that's what the old ones. I don't know if like the new ones would have that feature to say, okay, you can start it here at 20 hours. So I just hit restart and just restart the whole cycle over again. It's a lot like canning. If you lose pressure, you start your timer completely back over again. There you go. Yep. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if the new machines have a different, you know, cause you're like, if you lose power, it just goes boop, boop. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice if you could just go back to where you stopped and just let it continue. So that's the only other like really weird thing. One thing that you might, you might be interesting for people to know is the cost to run the equipment. That's what I was just going to ask you. Okay, good. Um, it's going to depend again, depend, depend on your, uh, the cost to use your electricity. Right. Um, it's not hard to figure that out if you know how much your kilowatt hours cost you. And then you would multiply that by like 35 hours that you would know what it cost you. We did a breakdown one time and I think it's like six to $7 for one load. Where so you're at you, with your kilowatt yeah, hours. Roughly, okay. Yeah. For, and, and again, that's the average load. Like if I do a load of spinach, it's done like in, I don't know, 15 hours or something. So that's going to cost me a lot less to do. So I think what we did is we did it like on an average mm-hmm. and six, $7 for 10 pounds of food. That's cheap. That sounds really affordable, especially if you're like growing. Right. Some, like if you have a garden, that sounds crazy affordable. Well, that, and that's like a lot of the stuff that we're doing. Um, corn, I do peas. I purchase only because I can't grow enough peas. But the peaches, um, blackberries, blueberries. Um, a lot. The other thing too that we do is: Are you aware of flash foods? Yes, so like, I stopped using it here just because so many people became aware of it. There's not a big, we don't live in yeah. a big town to get it. Right. But yeah, that's, you can talk about that. It's a really cool thing if people aren't aware of it. Yeah. So flash foods, the grocery stores will, uh, and it's like Kroger's, VG's, Meyer. I don't think Kroger. I know VG's and Meyer's at least down here. Uh, we're in the thumb of Michigan. Um but they'll they'll put it on their app what's available and you can just kind of search through what's going on sale and a lot of it is they'll do these produce boxes for $5 and it could be different fruits could be different vegetables whatever you might get a whole box of red peppers for $5 well when yeah. you price those yeah. out of the store $1.69 for one pepper yep so i just look at the boxes and i would probably pick something that's like red yellow and orange peppers $5 for that whole box Heck yeah, I'm going to buy that garlic, you know, whatever. So anyways, I will look for things like that, that I'm not growing and ways to put it up. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, uh, Paige will, my daughter will stop at the grocery store to just run through to see what's on sale, what's on clearance. Um, We also use an app that she and I can both see. So like she'll say, you know, instead of calling me 10 times, like, mom, do we need this? Mom, do we need that? She can just look and see where we're at with mushrooms. You know, if we've got five pounds of mushrooms, we don't need any more. Yeah. So, but if it's on sale, you know, we may pick up an extra package of mushrooms. Is and that then, the, the QR code? Is it the tote scan? That yep. That's, yep. Those are yep, so nice. Yeah. I was looking for dried Northern beans in my pantry storage the other day. And I'm like, I know they're here. And then I'm like, why am I not using my QR code? thing? Yep. So I go into the app on my phone and I put yep. in northern beans and oh boop it's in that box and in that room it's there you I go love i love it it's amazing and you can be at the grocery store and go 
gosh, they have, like you said, mushrooms on sale. Do I have mushrooms? I can't remember. So you can go into the app and that's right. Yep. Yeah. And what's nice about that app too is I don't know if we have the same one or is it the scan tote? Are you using that same app that I use? Yeah, I have that one and I just bought a different one just to see if I yeah. Like what I like about the yeah. scan tote one is you can take a picture of what it is. Yep. So like if I send my husband down, you know, if I say, Hey, can you go grab some sugar? If I got a bag of sugar and a bag of salt, he's not going to know the difference. I mean, I have them labeled, but it's nice that I can take a picture of it and I can say, this is, you know, when you open up that tote, this is what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. I like that too. You can do the picture because some of our, some of our brains just work differently and usually husband and wife's brains work very differently. (laughs) That's That's right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how we do the, you know, what we can't grow, you know, I'll try to find sales like that or hit the farmer's market, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Amazing for the raw milk. We, you know, we can't, we're not, we're, we're signed up to do a gallon a week and we just don't, we're not going through it. So I just portion it up into eight ounce, you know, little containers. Once those are frozen, I pop those out into the tray when it comes out of there, I, I measure it. And well, I already know 25 grams makes an eight ounce cup. So I automatically know you just got to add 25 grams back and then I can make David a glass of milk. So with that, are you, um, are you def- are you skimming the milk then? Cause you said something about fat. How does that work with like the raw milk? Cause I know you're getting it. Um, you're getting raw milk from a farm. So it probably has yep. the cream in it. Yeah, it has the cream. I just try to pull off as much as I can. There's okay. still, uh, I mean, yeah. not much, but okay. I'm not, I'm not having any, pro- when I bring it back, I'm not having any problems with it. Okay, uh, I did have one farm I got milk from and the milk smelt cowy, like almost like goaty, like goaty almost. I could but be it, wrong, but whenever I've had milk like that, I think from what I understand, but I don't have milk cows, but I've gotten a lot of raw milk in my day. They're like, they're eating their bedding or something like that. They're just, yeah, I don't know. But the yeah. gal I'm getting milk from now, um, her milk comes back amazing. It freeze it dries. Be the same person. Well, I got, I've gotten milk from somebody that we both know and it's yeah. to die for. I could drink that. I could drink my weight in milk a day. If I had that out there, it would be really bad. Yeah. And what's kind of cool about the other thing, like with the freeze drying that would was nice to talk about because we have that we're talking about milk is like my son-in-law was in the Navy mm-hmm. and I could send him down little packages of milk. Okay. So he's, he's consuming like raw milk and, and a little bit nutritionally right. is, yeah, but I mean, raw, raw stuff. And the other thing that was kind of cool is um, we would do our Zoom talks while he was down there. We kind of had like dinner together. We could make a pot of chili. I could send it down to him. Oh, so he fun. could literally plan to have chili with us or whatever. And so that's we would really call fun. we called those taste and I would just write on there, taste a home, love mom, you know, oh, or, or something fun. like that. So think about your family members that are out of town or you know, you're sick and I want to send you a, a package of homemade chicken noodle soup, like you made your uh noodles the other day, your gluten-free noodles. Imagine yeah. if you had little heart-shaped cookie cutters. Right. And then you freeze-dried those little noodles into hearts, and then you sent out 
get well, chicken noodle soups, right? So it's just a matter of being a little bit creative with the things that you're doing and, you know, having fun with it. You've got little kids. You could make ABC soup, freeze dry it, and then send it to them. That's really cool. And I love that um, with the freeze dryer, similarly to the dehydrator, depending on the temperature you choose, you still have that raw option. So you're when you say raw milk, you're, you know, if, if people haven't bought raw milk before, raw milk is unprocessed. It's basically straight from the cow. Yep. And um, but if you if you dehydrated that in a dehydrator at a certain temperature, it's no longer raw. And you just so you could do that with any food. You could get raw food. It doesn't take away that raw quality because it's basically just freeze drying it. And yeah, nutritionally, it's it loses a little bit, and right. there is a heating and cooling and sucking the evaporation part of it off. I'm not exactly the technical part of that, um, but when I was researching the part about the breast milk, and and with the raw milk too, I do drop my temperature down in there. I bring it. Okay. I think it's like uh, I have to look at my notes, but like for the raw milk, uh, yogurt, raw yogurt, call it raw yogurt. Yeah. Raw milk yogurt, raw yeah. milk yogurt, um, breast milk. What did I do? I dropped the temperature. But anyways, it was suggested through the raw, the raw, sorry, the breast milk group at what temperature to freeze dry it at. And so I just figured raw milk, breast milk, uh, same thing, right? Right. So, yeah. You don't want to cook breast milk. Yeah, that's right. So that's why I brought, I dropped that temperature down for my raw milk. And then for my breast milk. Um, raw milk. I use a thermal, my thermal camera. Um, oh, okay, cool. So, so once it's done up, then I, I roll it all out. So it comes, becomes a powder. And then I take my, it, it, it touches to my phone and I can kind of scan over it like this and I can see and mine, it turns blue. So that means I still have a little bit of a cold spot in there. Oh, okay. so do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if I have okay. a video on that or not. But anyways, if, it's just it, if a, it has a cold spot, then what? Then it goes back into the freeze dryer and I let it process okay. longer. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, and again, I just want to make sure that, you know, these mamas are, right. are yeah. pumping this milk and I want to make sure that they, you know, nothing is ruined by having a cold spot. So, but probably That's not a lot of people are going to freeze dry breast milk, you know. No, but you know, they might, I mean, yeah. it might be something that a, mom homesteader decides that she wants to have on hand and yeah um, I mean there are still what do you call it when you there are still women that pump for other babies yeah 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 there. I can't remember what they call it why yeah. is it slipping my mind but you know what I mean yep, I a, wet nurse, a wet nurse yeah, or something like that yeah yeah um so is there anything else you want to add about freeze dryers before we talk about your channels and where people can go view all this information I think the biggest thing is that if you've ever been on the fence on whether you want one or you don't want one, they're worth it. They are way worth it. And if I could go back and redo it over again, I wish I would have gotten it back then. Okay. You know, but but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Kind of one of those things. Um, I used to I used to can a lot, and now I'm I mean, me right now. I yeah, yeah. I do, I mean I. I, I'm not, I only can like our favorite things like the chicken, the canned chicken. We do like pork, butt, um, a couple soups just to have something quick to grab. But other than that, jellies are about the only thing that I really can now. 
pie filling. I, I do have one more question for you. Has yes. this helped you cut back on your need for freezer space? No, because okay. no, well, yes and no, but because like, if I have, I always have stuff ready to go. And like in the summertime, I can have bags of cherry tomatoes, throw those okay. in the freezer. I don't have to process them until the winter time. Yeah. And that's because, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Right. But because they, it, you know, it puts off a little bit of heat. I want to wait to do that. Or like sense. if I have leftover dinners, I have those those little trays I told you that. So anything leftover gets put onto those. So I, I constantly have a shelf in the freezer of stuff that needs to be done. Okay. Now, so, when you say it puts out a little heat, how much heat do you think? Like five degrees maybe would it increase the oh, temperature in a room or? I don't know that difference. I'd have okay. to put a thermometer. To it, but I do notice a difference like when I have it running and I go downstairs Okay. You know, like your basement. It just seems like it's a little bit warmer. And again, yeah. it's going to depend. Is it a big open room or is it a small right. pantry yeah. closet? So it just depends. Do um, they need a big, speaking of that, do they need a certain amount of space around them? Like, could you put it, say, in your pantry closet? I would think that you could. You would just want to make sure, like on ours, we do have a little fan on it to help keep that motor cool. Okay. Um, I don't know if. That's a good question. I'd have to look look that up. Okay. So, but I mean, I get people that are using it in, you know, their small kitchens or gar- some people use them in their garage in the summertime. So, you know, I don't know. Does that make it run hotter? I imagine it would, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's a an issue one way or the other. So the big thing that people say too is the noise. You know, how noisy is it? Yeah. How noisy is it? Um, David actually did a video on that. He compared oh, okay. our dryer, a vacuum, and I think a box fan. Just so okay. that, and, and he's got one of those little meters, I think, that says, what do they call oh, those? Uh, decibels, I think. It decibels. Is. Decibels. There you go. Yeah. I think he did it on his phone or something. And okay. they were, it was, uh, it wasn't as loud as what we thought it was going to be. Okay. So, and I like white noise. So to me, when I hear that running, it doesn't, and it's right outside my cake room. And it does, it's not like a noise, like when I'm working eight, 10 hours, it's not a noise that I'm going, God, that thing's so irritating. I wish it would just shut off. You know, to me, it's okay. almost like the, the dishwasher's running in the background. You know, it's running, but it's not a big deal. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So, but if anybody has any questions, you know, you talk about Facebook and that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. we're on all those platforms. You guys um, have a group on Facebook about yeah. where you help people. Right. Yeah. And, and if anybody purchases the freeze dryer through our link, okay. um, we offer up some consulting with that. Okay. Um, generally it's about an hour, but I don't, I'm not one that gets on there and goes, Oh, you're at 59 seconds or minutes. You know what I mean? I, right. somebody yep. has a question, I'm going to help them. Okay. Um, but so we do offer, you know, like you and I are talking right now, if that's needed, um, to kind of help people along because they get it and it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, it's, you know, it's an yeah. expensive piece of equipment and yeah. sometimes you have questions and, you know, it's nice to have somebody that you can actually talk to where if you, it's not as easy to get through the um, customer service at Harvest Right as it, I think it should be. So having somebody that you can directly say, hey, you know, what am I doing wrong here? Or, you know, um, Jill's done some things that are more unique than the typical person would probably do. 
Um, it's so I can, the one thing that she looked at, I'm like, that's not going to turn out. And it didn't, but it's a learning curve. You know what I mean? So the thing is, I would suggest something unique like that. Don't do 10 or 12 pounds worth of it. Right. Like you're doing your little tests. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of the stuff, especially with them, if they're using organic pork or beef or something that's really pricey and then it's doesn't turn out, then you're kind of bummed. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we do offer that. Um, and, and so far it's, um, I haven't had anything that I couldn't help people with. We did have somebody order a machine that, um, something's wrong with it. And the guy was kind of upset. And I says, but here's the thing you buy a TV, you buy a microwave, anything that you purchase, it's made by human beings and humans have errors. So let's get to the bottom. Let's get it fixed and harvest. And all I did was send harvest, write a message said, Hey, one of my customers, blah, blah, blah. They got taken care of. I, I believe they had to ship him out. They had to ship him out something, but they took well, care of business. Cool. Yeah. They took- know that they take care of their customers then. Oh yeah. So, okay. And then yeah, you have, so you have that on Facebook and then you also have, that's not the same group as your Dave and Tanya in Michigan though. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And then you have YouTube too, right? Yeah. We have YouTube. He's got Rumble, Instagram. Okay. Well, I will post all of those links in the show notes and I will post your, um, your affiliate link in the show notes. Okay. And, well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. And thanks for having us. Always say at the end of my podcast, grow where you're planted. There you go. Thank you.